You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. And welcome to Glass Cannon Live. Not Glass Cannon pre-taped. This is live. This is happening right now. Is there any way we can prove that we're live? Who's the Secretary of State? Matthew. Anthony Blinken. <laughs> How would I would know not that have known that. If we weren't live. I can hold up a newspaper with today's date like I'm being held hostage. No, don't do that, Matthew. That's what you did in the, the pre-show. <laughs> um, if I poke myself, it hurts. <laughs> Wait, that's to see if it's that's a dream. How you prove if you're real. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we are live, and uh, we're going to be live uh, a lot of Thursdays going uh, up until the end of the year. And and tonight's show is a continuation of a show that we did four four nights ago in Boston. We were in Boston Sunday night, and if you have not seen, listen, I don't want to lose viewers right now, but if you have not listened to that show. I don't know if you should be watching tonight because the Boston show, a lot went down and uh, the audio for that came out Tuesday. The video is coming out tomorrow because it takes a, a couple days to turn that video around. Um, but we had to go live tonight with the next uh, iteration of the show because this episode will drop next Tuesday in both audio and video form. So if you haven't listened to the Boston show, you're taking your life in your hands by watching <laughs> tonight's show. Uh, a show so intense that Sydney quit she quit the show outright. Quit outright. Outright walked out. She made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> we had to beg Jared Logan to uh, give up his his Thursday night evening. I know he's a big uh, Bengals and Dolphins fan. He had to give up. <laughs> I also like. I also like uh, uh, Badgers. Um, I like rhinoceri. <laughs> oh, are you? We're talking about animals, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You had to give up your late night trip to the zoo and, and come play with us. How are you, buddy? I feel like uh, I haven't talked to you in a while. I just talked via email. I'm doing well. I, I uh, You see this right here? Did you get in a fight? Yeah, with my one-year-old. Um, Ooh. Oh, man. He just reached out. And he, just, he just ripped my face open. Uh, and it hurt, but I was a little proud of him. And um, anyway, <laughs> I lose fights with babies. So yeah. tonight I'll be. Oh, you should see the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Tonight I'll really be kind of. Uh, this will be some fantasy. Uh, actually, you know, being a tough guy that doesn't lose fights to lose fights. tiny babies. Infants. Perhaps he's, into challenge yeah. he's challenging you as the true man of the house. And next he will need to sleep with your wife. I can tell you something. Well, first of all, that's first of all, first of all, that joke and that's a little bit uh, disgusting and hurtful, and then <laughs> super inappropriate. And uh, second, if he wants to be man of the house, he can have it. I don't like all the responsibility. Yeah, it's an overrated gig, I think. So as soon as he's old enough, he can go and you know pay the mortgage and stuff, and I'll sit around shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. Yeah. Joe, when's the last time you shit your pants? 
I imagine with your heady diet of provolone, there's been a few <laughs> few times over the past couple of years where you just didn't make it. <laughs> I have been fine. My son, I don't want to say this too loud because he's old enough to kind of get it now, be like a little embarrassed. He shit his pants today. Oh, no. <laughs> today. No. Isn't he 14? no he has been he's been super good and it really is not an accident situation it's not his fault he doesn't know yet he's four the difference between an upset stomach diarrhea toot and a diarrhea it actually comes out he didn't really know and he was like oh my god (laughs) and like ran to the bathroom and he was just so funny afterwards he was like it was just too late daddy I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like so logical. Yeah. (laughs) That's something you like, you don't, you're not born with that ability to discern and control it. One has to do some calibration of the sphincter to actually Mm -hmm. understand the difference. Yeah. It takes experience, you know? Uh, Yeah. And it's it's a lot of intricate muscle work. It's a skill you lose with age, too, which is the sad part. <laughs> Once you yeah. figure it we out. You should enjoy these golden years when we're at our peak ability. <laughs> I, mastered, able to do that. I mastered control of my butthole three years ago. <laughs> and already I can feel I'm losing a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a brief window. It's a I used really to be able to window. pick up I used to be able to pick up wooden blocks with my anus. <laughs> like Lincoln logs? Lincoln logs, Legos. And now they just slip right out of its grasp. Oh, that's oh, a shame. No. You're out of practice. I love how it's a brief window of penis mastery. Uh, for all our uh, our Sydney fans, we're definitely a different uh, energy this evening without Sydney talking about sphincter control. We'll check in with her next week. See how her butt's doing. Uh, in the meantime. Matthew, you've been uh, you've had some parenting woes yourself today. It sounds like uh, you're dealing with some classic sleep issues. Oh no, it's she's fine. It's just the the, the this this the three hour period of when she gets home from daycare and goes to bed. I don't think I I I don't think I've ever had a busier time like busier period of time like mm. working oh, in so, restaurants. So you don't mean working. you don't mean putting her down is a problem. You mean her being awake is the problem. <laughs> just you mean like, the times of the day when you want to need to hang out with her her mere existence yeah no no it's like it's like okay get her home from daycare and then like and get again feed her and then make dinner for her make dinner for us and then you wanted us on here an extra half hour early so then i was trying to do dishes and, and, and get help caitlin it was, it was it's just, so funny same same thing over here same thing over here. I'm like furiously doing dishes. I'm like, get them in the bath. Because there's a P, uh, not PTA, like parent teach, whatever. It's like, see the kid's classroom tonight. And I couldn't go back because of this. Back to school night. Yeah, back to school night. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And so Aaron went, we had a sitter and everything. And uh, I was telling the guys as we were like about to go live, I heard my daughter screaming, crying. And I'm like, and she's out there with a sitter. And I'm like, ah, give me two minutes. So that's why we started a little late. Apologies, Nish. I go down and my wife's right there. And she's just wailing, crying because the babysitter left. <laughs> and I was like, okay, everything's fine. I'll go back in and do the show. <laughs> but it is. So it's just like such a shit show. Dinner to bed is a, it's a shit show. It is. It is. Is it, I, I, like, I, I, the best analogy I have is when I was like working in like restaurant kitchens. It was like, you're just like constantly moving and like constantly you're like, okay, I got to throw that thing on that over there and do that thing. And then, oh no, someone's going to die if I don't pick her up. Um, yeah. That's in uh, the weeds. As they call it. In the weeds. 
Skid, isn't it nice to know that by the time you have children, it will be when they're looking for their real father and their (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to that. I I hope there's some out there. I got to do that 23 and me. I got to find those. (laughs) 23 and me, so they get a result that's like you are 18% Skid. Right, <laughs> Skid is a category yeah. on twenty three. Yeah, yeah, it is. I got to find out my ratio. <laughs> Jared, I cut you off. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say about the children. Like it's so much work, kind of getting them to bed, getting them fed, keeping them safe. But after eighteen years, they think you're lame and leave the house and don't come back. Um, <laughs> so it's not worth it. <laughs> and we've all been. It doesn't hoodwinked. seem to be. <laughs> I'm a little confused by the whole process, the yeah. appeal of it, honestly. I don't understand. I think my way is better. Just have kids you don't know about, probably, out there somewhere, and then they come at you as full adults. It's like, where were you my whole life? And you, and you get to explain. Yeah. And then you get to redeem yourself, and you just, yeah. you're just hanging out with adults. Much right. easier. You're hanging out with another adult, and that sounds way better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go do drugs. <laughs> uh well we are we are back here tonight and it's uh these are the last few days of september here on twitch uh i don't know if you guys are big fans of september uh but for the last couple days of september you can gift a sub uh to the only channel in the fucking world as far as i know haven't checked that does five days a week of ttrpg streaming because that's what that was that's what goes on in the glass cannon network so you want to give the gift that keeps on giving at a 25% discount? Get some gift subs out there in September. Get Do some you gift remember subs. the 29th of September? <laughs> September. Um, Those guys went to my high school. Did they? Of course they did. Yeah, they did. I'll point it out every All time. All of them? There's like 40 guys? Three, or three, three of them. Three okay. of them. Was yeah. it Earth, Wind, and Fire, or were they? they uh, yeah. Those, yeah. So <laughs> the other elements, I don't know. They weren't even named. They didn't even... <laughs> Water. Was Water an original member of the band that they kicked out? <laughs> yeah. He's the Pete Best of Earth, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about last week. Or not last week. Let's talk about four days ago. Yeah, again, I'm telling you, now's the time if you want to mute it so we keep the viewer count up. But don't, don't listen and don't watch. You can watch. Just don't listen uh, to what, you, what has you, been you, going on. There are a lot of hoops to enjoying this show with you. You know yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. You really make the customer journey difficult. Right. The only network that makes you work while you yeah, watch. The, the, they call it the customer challenge here at the Glass Cannon Network. <laughs> Use that in your September pitches, folks. Um, you have been uh, forced to stop in the small... Uh, port city of Riverton, right on the edge of the River Kingdoms, uh, to resupply. This wasn't something that you were planning to do, uh, but your boat captain, feisty little halfling, uh, Skywind Freeling, has taken too many people aboard since you left Thrushmore because she's got a good heart and she can't say no. Um, and so you've been burning through rations and supplies too quickly. Um, she would have preferred not to stop in Riverton, actually, because it's a town full of these fanatical Hanspur worshippers. He is a uh, forbidden deity known only as the Water Rat. Not an evil deity, uh, in fact, a, a neutral deity. Um, 
but the practices of this religion are a little out there. So you stop there, and her plan is to get in and get out because every day at sundown there's a worship ceremony that everyone in town, visitor or local, has to take a part of. So she wants to get in, get the supplies, and get out. Um, so she rows a small little dinghy to shore with Aldo, Atticus, Sir Julie, and your new traveling companion, Ave Maria. Uh, you row with her to shore, uh, and she takes off to go grab what she needs, just as you're greeted by this wide-eyed elf named Nyrel Twiceborn. He is the spiritual leader of this town of Hansburg worshippers. Uh, as he walks up, there are several women following close behind him that he later uh, refers to as his wives. He says that he's not the leader of Riverton. It is, in fact, uh, they are all servants of Hanspur. Hanspur is the true leader, and the Selen River uh, is his sanctuary. So he starts talking, and while not so subtly trying to convert you to his god, he also mentions that he's seen all of you before in his dreams, and that recently a boat came to shore with a captain inquiring about all of you, rattling off all of your physical descriptions. Nyrell felt unease about this man right off the bat and swears that while he was talking to him, he heard the boat behind him laughing as the two of them spoke. This red-sailed boat seemed to emit laughter. The next morning, the boat and its captain were gone. Nyrell hands you a, a ruby and leaves, a ruby you now know to be a Lang ruby. Harmful, harm, harmless, and uh, magicless, but a uh, str- strange gift. Right after that, Aldo senses movement from above as this dracolisk, a half-dragon, half-basilisk uh, creature comes swooping out of what looks like a makeshift nest in the trees down onto the party. After spraying all of you with poison, it quickly petrifies Ave into stone. Soon thereafter, Aldo is petrified as well. You do your best, you fight bravely, but the gods were against you as it continued to wail on the party. Atticus was able to give Sir Julie the power of flight just before he was knocked unconscious. Sir Julie flew at the creature and watched in horror as it snapped its savage jaws around the statue of Ave, turning it and her to dust. And with Aldo petrified and Atticus bleeding out, the Draculus landed a devastating blow on Sir Julie just as Skywin came running back to fire several boats, bolts into the creature to finish it off. But the bite on Sir Julie was too much as she then fell to the now rocky shore and died. I listened back to the episode um, to go over in hindsight, you know, mainly rules things. The multitude. A multitude disastrous of errors <laughs> to, but to prepare it, your defense. It frankly wasn't as, you of cheating. It wasn't as bad as you thought, and it favored no, you as much as it did uh, I thought me. So. I thought so. And as I went through and I saw all of the the errors, I mean, the fact of the matter is, even if we had done everything a hundred percent, it would have ended up as bad, if not worse, 
especially based on my tactics at, at the end where I was giving you an opportunity for it to not be a TPK. Um, unfortunately, things are really bad. So let's open today's session on like a featureless blue sky. There's not even a cloud there. You hear the sound of water lapping nearby. And from the sky, our our view starts to come downward and we see a small keelboat in the distance, maybe 60 feet or so away. And we keep swooping downward until we see a body lying on the shore, face down. It's wearing a, a white cape that's uh, stained with blood, blood that has turned the water around the body, crimson as well. It's like a low tide coming in, maybe just gently lapping at the face of Sir Julie Andrews. Her eyes are closed and her mouth is open. And we just see a, a small little crab walk up and like start picking at her lip and as her lip twitches we now see a much younger Sir Julie Andrews and her lips are moving not so much twitching but maybe moving in silent prayer or maybe she's just speaking to herself and then as we pull out we see that all around her and beneath a fiery red sky lies devastation. It's just the wreckage of war. Bodies, blood, blasted and broken siege engines, severed human limbs, bleeding out onto vivisected demon appendages. Just absolute senseless carnage. The battle lines are are drawn on opposite sides of what might have once been a city. Now there is nothing but the earth beneath the booted feet of the combatants. Maybe people lived here once, but all evidence of life and civilization gave way to the war long ago. On either side of this no man's land, both sides are at rest for the night, but on one side, dug into a trench, are dozens of young soldiers clutching their long swords and their spears and their shields just huddled together in the blood-soaked earth and they're like lined up all along the trench doing what soldiers most often do wait wait and talk one of them's like my mother told me to use butter the other one's like, then your mother has the brains of an ox. It's oil, onions, and garlic. Then you brown the meat. Only a cow browns their meat. You call my mother a cow? She birthed you, didn't she? And they all laugh. It's not like their hearts are really in the laughter. They're terrified, and you can see it even as they're laughing. They're trying to fill this dread silence. You think they'll uh, make us go over the top tonight? Uh, I don't know. I heard there's demons buried under the ground between here and their lines. You think that's true? I don't know. It's suicide. If they make us go tonight, it's suicide. Then, as they're talking from somewhere down the line, a voice 
pipes up. The Lady of Graves will come for us all, of course. The three soldiers turn, and standing somewhere in the middle of the line is our young knight. Her golden armor, spotless, gleaming even in the dark red night. Familiar to us, but quite young. And she grins. That is the certainty. There is only one question. Not if. Not if, but when. Yes, Sir Julie, I know, I know. Wrong. Not if, but how. Maybe she steps out of the line now and begins to walk along the line of soldiers and they just, like, look up at her as she passes. They may order us over the top at any time. We may meet our end at any time as well. Today, tomorrow. And we have pledged ourselves to this cause because we know it is right and good. In the belief that this will lend our death some meaning. But death has no meaning. Death is but death. Life is what has meaning. And if the end may come for me at any time, that I intend to make the most of this life. It may be short, but when the Grey Lady comes for me, I shall have made sure that I have tasted as much as there is to taste, and felt all there is to feel, and seen all there is there, there is to see, so that I may meet the Grey Lady not with fear, but with a warm and hearty welcome. Who's with me? I imagine now more of the soldiers are watching Sir Julie talk and maybe like nodding along to what she's saying. Now come, stand up. I do not know what is to come this night, but if the Dawnflower grants us to grants us a tomorrow, there's a bit of calf I would like to compose an ode to. And in the meantime, our cause is just this life is short. So we must be ready, that is all. What? Do you want to live forever? She draws her great sword, holds it up to the sky, and all the other soldiers and knights do the same. And the Lord Commander suddenly appears along the ride. And he yells out, he's like, We go over the top on my command! Don't stop running! Whatever you do, I'll see you on the other side! And all the soldiers gather together to make ready to climb up over the top of the trench... And Sir Julie looks over at that first soldier and nods at him. Fear not. I have a suspicion the goddess is with us tonight. Trust me, if you had seen the calf of Sir Zanzibar, you would not want to make your exit quite yet either. And she winks. Oh yeah, Zanzibar! <laughs> yeah! You were banging that dude! <laughs> old Zanzibar Macintosh. Zanzibar Mac! <laughs> she says that she winks and the Lord Commander just raises his sword and shouts out, On my command! Now! You see everyone just rush up over as we come back to the beach at Riverton. From there, we go over, we start kind of like scanning over parts of the beach here. So we leave uh, Sir Julie and we go over to 
uh, a part of the shore that's all sand where there's just chunks of rubble and pebbles scattered about what looks like a broken statue with only two small feet left standing on the ground. The rest of the statue is completely destroyed. In the distance beyond that, there's another statue. Um, this one's still completely whole. A statue of Aldo Casimir, locked in the pose of, like, throwing a bomb. And a few feet away from him lies a small rat folk. Unconscious. Covered in, like, poison. You can tell he's covered in poison spray. And his breathing is, is he's still breathing but it's starting to slow down and almost come to a stop and then what happens next all happens really quickly we see Skywind just like come flying into frame and, and grabbing a bottle at her belt fumbling with it uncorking it and just throwing it down Atticus's throat and Atticus you're just like you're at the brink I think you're dying too Mm-hmm. Um, so she would have had time to get over there and do this before you die and you start to come to but just as you do you like feel yourself being lifted up and you look and you see all those women that were with Nyrell Twiceborn like pulling Skywind away from you and Nyrell is picking you up and dragging you towards the water and he just lifts up your face and says, The water rat delivers! And then buries your face and holds you down under the water. Oh. And you're, like, choking as oh the water is going into your mouth and down into your lungs. And from there, as you're, like, trying to struggle against that, you're, you're, you're taken someplace else, and you're struggling, and you're struggling, and then you just see yourself just, like, mercilessly beating someone to death. Just like, <laughs> the struggling turns into you, just like, ba-boom, 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 and a face just, like, caving in under your blows. Where else do you go in this moment? Uh, the moment of your death. Yeah, seriously. The drowned god. Uh, I think he goes back to the, the place where he attempted the mind swap with James. The play that like sort of like in-between space where his ritual got fouled up and like a Yithian came in and like swapped minds with him instead of him swapping minds with James and he's like back there again all this knowledge that he gained from that Yithian is like it's unimaginable right unfathomable he can't grasp it but every once in a while it flows into his head at odd times but when he comes back this time the event has happened, but the Ithian isn't there. And it's just James is just sitting there in a chair reading a book. And James is just like, looks up at him. It's like, I've been, I've been waiting for you. And then it goes away again. Xantar, 
king of the Zoogs. You are below deck here. Maybe you haven't been feeling well. Uh, a little seasick. No, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> Just been busy. <laughs> Life gets away from me, you know? <laughs> you, you, did I not respond to your text? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just, yeah, what was all that noise on the shore? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's sitting here in drafts. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're below deck and you hear screaming uh, coming from above deck. Do you stay below deck? Rush. No, of deck? course not. Rush, rush on up. all fours. Eight. Leaping uh, onto the deck and uh, looking with my keen uh, eyesight at the shore. You look at your keen eyesight to the shore and you just see this, like, what looks like a dragon just laying waste to your friends. Uh, last you heard, they rode with Skywind to shore. She only wanted to only fit four people in a dinghy, whatever the reasons were. You look over there now and it's just like, <laughs> you see it like go down and grab at something and it just explode into a million pieces and it's all happening very very fast uh he uh he screams ah, 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 and uh immediately just leaps into the water but um you know while he's very good at climbing and jumping from tree to tree he's not the greatest swimmer so i feel like he's just like you know struggling like to keep his head above the water and he's just like his arms are just kind of ineffectually like uh, keeping him afloat as he slowly crawls through the water toward where his friends are dying. You're just slowly crawling. Are you wearing armor? I uh, actually got rid of the armor because I have enough unarmored uh, protection with my class that I, I don't need it. That's what I figured. So it's it's not that that at least is making it slightly easier. But you're not a great swimmer, like you said. So you're making your way there, and you're just every time your head comes up, if you're doing like a crawl stroke, you just see more people falling, and you know that like how are you going to ever make it there in time? From there, we cut back to Atticus staring at James. You said sitting on the stage. It's a small. It's like a small bookshelf and a chair. And like a, a reading light that's coming from nowhere, just over the chair. And he's holding a book, and it's just blackness in every direction around it. It's like a dreamscape, basically. And James is like, I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. There is something that I need to tell you. How? Uh, how is it that you are still here? I saw you die. And his mouth starts moving, but you don't hear what he's saying. But it looks like he's telling you something very intense, and you just hear, Atticus. 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 And you're just... <laughs> you're pulled back to shore, and Skywin is, like, shaking you. Atticus! Atticus, come to! Atticus! Pah! Pah! Rat teeth flying into the water. <laughs> <laughs> you skipped one of them on the water. Um, he's like coughing up, choking up water. He's like, she's like, they're dead. They're all dead. We are all dead. 
aren't we? Wait. Wait. And he gets his bearings and, like, stands up in the water. And he he thinks that he's dead. He thinks that James was, like, beckoning him to the next world. But it didn't look like whatever it was that he saw when he saw his father when he was dying, too. So he's very confused. But as he gets his footing in the water, he sees, I'm assuming, the the gospel leader of the water rat and all of the women still standing on shore, right? Or are they gone? You don't. They're not there at all. In fact, you're still on the sand. Okay, in that case, he, who's who's shaking him awake? The captain? Uh, Skyward. Am I dead? Is it over? No. No, you're still alive, but I think you're the last one. Look. And as you turn to look, you see Xantar, like, swimming to shore, and he gets there at the same time as she's pointing around. But you look, and you see Sir Julie lying face down in the water. You see a broken yeah. bits of a statue, and it starts, oh, no. you start to remember Ave. And then you look, and you see Aldo frozen right next to you. He stands up, pushes himself up, and is just overcome. He's He feels, I can only imagine, so horrendously awful. Wasn't it? The breath weapon poison mm-hmm. doesn't just like do poison damage. So yeah, he he took eighty four points of poison damage before he went down. So he has this this horrible sickness. These waves of nausea, like uh, these echoes of it, are still there, even though he's been healed. And he peers around and is like, no. And he looks at Aldo and runs to Sir Julie. Because uh, she does not appear to be stone, and she's face down in the water. It's like, help her for goodness' sake! What are you thinking? And he just dives into the water and starts grabbing at her face to try to pull her up out of the out of the water. You grab her, and uh, I mean, you turn her over, and she's blue. Help me! Help me! He's screaming to the captain. Skywind comes over and just takes one look and no. <laughs> her belt. She keeps potions on her belt. Grab one. Grab Atticus, one! And he's like Atticus, reaching into the water in the wet she's, sand. She's pulling you back. She says, Atticus, save those. You may need them. She's gone. Yes, please save those. She lives! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Dawnflower is with us this day. No, she can't. She can't be gone. His voice drops. She was the strongest of all of us. Is the dragon gone? She scared it away or she finished it off? Uh, the dragon is laying uh, on its side. It's just like... <sighs> very heavy breathing. Can I be inspecting the creature? Yeah, you can... Uh, let Ad- Ad- While Atticus is having his moment... There, you can walk over to this uh, large creature, uh, six-legged dragon, uh, green-scaled, and um, it's just heavy breathing. It's got three crossbow bolts in it. It's got singes from all of Aldo's bombs. Um, it's it's it will die shortly, but it's like uh, I look it at the needs to be put out of its misery. I look at the damage; it is wrought, and. Um, you know, as a as a hunter in the in the jungles of the dreamlands, I know how to do this kind of thing. I pull my clan dagger, and I go directly to the artery 
in its neck. That will put it out of its misery quickly. And I push my knife in and feel... Oh, is it... <laughs> and I've been quickly out because its blood is probably poisonous or something like that. <laughs> yeah. With but concentrated acid life. for blood. These are your words. <laughs> These are your words. <laughs> uh, so you, you find that place and you stick that dagger in. You do it in a way to uh, keep yourself safe should it spray some sort of acidic blood. And the blood begins to come out. Atticus, you hear that, and maybe a... from the creature, and you look over, and you just see this blood coming out and hitting the ground. And you just, your mind is taken to like you as a child reading books and reading about the Draculus. Give me an Arcana check. Uh, 27. 27. You know that if you coat a statue in bat in this Draculisk blood that hasn't been dead for uh, over an hour, uh, it can bring it can remove the petrification from a statue. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Wow. <laughs> so hang on. So permanent. Glad it didn't get, get away. If we get some crazy glue for Ave and put the statue back together within an hour and then coat it in its blood, she'll be fine. Atticus, you are intelligent enough to know that should you do that, what you would see would be horrific. It would be pieces of Ave. Pieces of flesh, yes. I think you need to read Grant Morrison's run on New X-Men. Pieces of Ave was Ave's first album, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Very moving. Very personal journey. That's the title track. Santa! And there's like a wave. I'm sorry I was not here sooner, Fred. Stand back. We must let this blood pour off harmlessly into the water. (laughs) (laughs) He's got he's got sand in his fur and it's just like hanging damp around his mouth. Uh, and he's wavering on his feet. It is no matter. You are here now. Gather it up. The blood. Gather it. And he looks back at Aldo again. Aldo may yet be saved. Gather it. Do you have a cup of some kind? I pour out my water skin uh, and I put it up to uh, the jugular of the Dracolisk. Bring it here. Uh, after you, you fill it. Uh, yeah, he'll say. Bring it here. It may need some sort of incantation. I don't know. It's just this black blood leaks down from the abdomen of this creature into the water skin. Uh, you bring it over, and again, you're just brought back to you as a little boy. I imagine like fairy tale books reading yeah. about Draculisks, and this is what you're recalling. is was... The story, they would just pour the blood on the statue, and it yeah. would come back to life. And he'll go up to Aldo as Santor's walking over and just sort of touch the statue. He's... Fairy tales. 
It may not work, Zentab, but there is nothing else to try. Pour it over his head. I, I cannot reach that high. This is a strange thing you'd have me do. Just do it. Are you sure you are not still crazy from repeated? We don't know how long the the blood will stay warm. Do it now. (laughs) Xantar pours the blood over uh, the statue's head. Holy shit! And it just like makes rivulets down its his face and all over his body, and. Seconds after it touches each part, oh, you that see, is so freaking cool! <laughs> you see Ad- uh, Aldo start to come back slowly but surely. Like Han Solo coming out of Carbonite. Um, with better CGI. And uh, he comes out and, not unlike Han Solo, collapses to the ground hmm. at zero hit points. Skywin, uh, take one of her potions. In fact, take all of them. Um, <laughs> Matthew's like already have already has these on his new character sheet. Right. Like, uh, I'm so know. mad! <laughs> I'm so mad they died. Throws <laughs> one in the water. Throws a plus one striking a great sword into the ocean. <laughs> I, <have full> <laughs> <HP> <laughs> I drink one of the potions. Right. I just like the taste. I mean, it's delicious. <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll take a potion and we'll deliver a potion to Aldo. The warm liquid. You start to feel it in your throat, Aldo. Your eyes pop open. Aldo, wake up. And um, he starts like coughing from the as his heart starts beating again from being frozen in stone and just the liquid in his throat. <laughs> his eyes like bugging out of his head. And he's like, <gasps> he's like looking around because I can't remember like what the last thing was that he saw. Like he doesn't know that they're dead, right? Yeah, he, he saw the know. creature. Oh, well, he saw the creature glaring at him, turning him to stone. Right. And your mind immediately stops at suspended animation at that point. At that point, I think everybody was alive. Yeah. Was was Ave not uh, exploded yet? She was stoned and was not exploded yet, if memory okay. serves. Yeah, so as you get... As you yeah, I up, remember because Sydney was like, It's so sad. Aldo and Ave Marie are looking at each other across the beach, frozen yeah. as statues. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that must be the first thing you see, is her statue is gone. But any moment of, like, hope, you see, like, crumbled rock all around two little feet uh, yeah Aldo the beast is defeated but not without great cost and and he's just like kind of whipping his head around just trying to get his bearings on what it, what's going on and he sees Julie in in the in the, on the beach, like with the water, like kind of lapping around her body, he's like, no, 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 and he like he just like pulls himself up, and limps, hustles over, and like 
drops down and he's like takes out you know he's got his elixir of life he's got like his his his, uh, his medical kit and you know he's just do- checking her vitals and everything but even 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 before he does that like he knows that she's she's gone she's like white face with the blue veins super visible crawling up her neck under her face as all the blood is going out while he's examining her Atticus remembers the broken shards that were Ave Maria. He walks over to the rocks, bends down on one knee, and picks one of the larger chunks up, holds it. It's like maybe a piece of a hand. Just these two fingers. And he bares his teeth for a second. So it backfired on you. throws the rock on the ground stands up walks over to Skywind and while Aldo can't quite hear or maybe he can I don't care he walks over to Skywind and, but in a lower tone he's like did she convince you of it did she convince you that here this spot was the place we must stop What are you talking about, Atticus? Don't play dumb with me. You're far too smart. You've spent far too long on this river to know. To not know of what I speak. Atticus, you've been delusional ever since your last trip to who knows wherever you go. She was a woman of the cloth seeking safe passage down to Casimir. And now she's perished, just like your friend. Was she Keep your head straight. A lifelong friend of yours. No. Uh, oh, or had you just met her. her two days ago? I spoke to her in Razmirin, and she seemed pure of heart, and I believed her. I'm a great judge of character. I let you on board, didn't I? You're starting to make me regret it. Why did we come here, then? Why? Because I, I needed supplies. Because of all the people we took on board. Because of all the trouble that's been following around ever since I brought you on board, as a matter of fact. I overheard what Nyril said. That there's someone looking for you. Well, I hope they don't find you when you're aboard my boat. All of those people on that boat will be useless to you in protecting your lives. This one, and he pointed the body of Sir Julie. This is the only one who could prevent harm coming to you and your crew, and you let her die. taking on all those starving rats. They will do nothing for you. Without her, we are lost. Aldo's like, he's kind of holding the tears back and he like sees what's happening and he gets up and just sort of comes over and just sort of lays his hands on Atticus's shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am glad you survived it, Aldo. Yeah. Let's, uh... Let's save the recriminations for, uh... 
for later. I don't know how we continue without her. She was our strongest companion. She was the one who cut her way through the asylum. Without her, we never would have made it through that devilish brush. And now we seek to go deeper into an unknown continent. With yeah, this, this is like body. I'm this we this feels in the moment. This would have to feel like we're fucked here because yeah, that's what I'm when, like playing on because like she yeah. was so tough. Yeah, <laughs> and like all the stuff that we've run into and barely survived, and now she's gone. And uh, Ave, you know, we just met her, but like she's gone too. So it's just you, me, and Xantar, like at this moment, and me and you, uh, me and. Uh, and uh, Atticus are the only like original surviving people from the asylum. Right. So, Did I hear you say that she was your strongest companion? For a no. while, uh, she was. Uh, this is a lie. Xantar is strong. Xantar can protect you. Strong, yeah. yes, but level-headed. True. I'm not so sure. Also not consistently available. We could have used you a few minutes ago. Ah! I feel great pain for not having helped. Do not accuse me of cowardice. No, I'm sure that is not what he meant. We are quite quite distraught, my king. Please, accept our apologies. We know of your strength. Great it is. Your handling of that squirrel situation was rather magnificent. Thank you. But now, well, we need to know if you're able to go the distance all the way to Casimir. And no dilly-dallying about below decks this time. We need you. You have my oath that I will always be by your side in every subsequent adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Without exception. And I can tell that you take your oath seriously. And I appreciate Ah. it. Skywin, you must get off this shore before dark. Yes. Santa, can you help us bring the body back? We must give her a proper bur- proper burial. Yeah, I'll uh, get a dustpan. <laughs> starts like. I think he meant Sir Julie. Sweeping up Ave, he's just like, oh, don't no, want to no, I meant Sir Julie. Ave, well, still, her burial is already quite appropriate. Stick a hole. Just sort of kick her into the sand. Yeah, into the water. Kick her under a water. It will, it will yeah. smooth the rocks over time. Right, we we need to go. And uh, as you're standing there, uh, Nyrell, twiceborn, comes back, uh, sort of hastily with uh, his train of women. Where are you going now? What what happened here? Uh, okay. So 
did Atticus have a vision of this drowning? Is like, is that what he's starting to feel like, like a like a momentary madness, or it appears so? He's not quite sure. What did you do to me? He's blinking wide, crazy eyes, crazy rat eyes. I don't know what you're talking about. You came here, and I spoke to you, and I walked away, and then I heard cries coming from the sky, and now there's bodies everywhere. You pushed my head beneath those waves. You baptized me without my consent. I absolutely did not. Though if you stay for our ceremony, perhaps you can take part in the ritual. Perhaps you had a vision. Perhaps Hyenspur spoke to you. He's like having a really hard time grasping what's real, what isn't. He's just, and Skywind's just like, let's yeah. get the fuck out of here, come on. Yeah. Aldo's furious that this happened to him, that he would do this. He's also like, terrified because we're like we're in the midst of these people we're on their territory it is getting dark and yeah he wants to like he wants to get out of here uh so yeah we'll just say it <laughs> was a mistake i'm sorry <laughs> sorry we're using skype and i've never seen this before but jared hit like a dancing penguin and that was oh, not dancing that, penguin. Was super, that was really not on purpose <laughs> but it was just oh, you, I've never seen that was, I was trying to like not laugh at what Skid said <laughs> dancing I'm sorry sorry you folks at home didn't get to see that uh, <laughs> so Nairo's like wait wait don't leave us Hansper has called you here perhaps you are the water rat and and Skywin is like let's go carrying yeah, and, and Atticus is like stay back and he yells and he starts to like do this like incantation and above his head the dragon appears above his head it's like oh cool like like looking right at all of them and it it screeches with this horrifying howl all his wives like cower and he he jumps back as well and it's just like like kind of covering our exit People start coming out of their houses now at this point because they've heard the fight. They see this all going on. Uh, all the all the shoreline houses, people are coming out. And Nyril and his wives are laying down as you guys get in the rowboat and just start to row. Do you continue concentrating on this illusion? Yeah, I'm not rowing. Yeah, I'll row. <laughs> me, and, me and Zantar will row. I'll row. row. I shall row. And he'll have it like <laughs> swooping back and forth like along this, the, the shoreline. Like, just flying. I mean, he's got a pretty good range on it if he keeps concentrating and moving it with his actions. Technically speaking. Hansper will find you! Hansper will find you if you've been chosen! He will find you either when you're awake or when you're asleep! And so he's just, like, yelling on the shore while this illusion of a dragon is flying. It's got to be a whole fucking scene. Dude, dude, we do not have the budget for this. I apologize. (laughs) No, I didn't mean to. We can't. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> House of the Dragon, money for dragons is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they look pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because they're using real dragons. That was, oh, that was the big decision. Yep. Wow. It makes, it makes all the difference. <laughs> Guys are rowing uh, to shore. Um, and just, I'm, you know, you're seeing the scene and still some of you must be fixated on the the pebbles and rocks of Ave. Still seeing like a small little stump where her feet still were. And you just have to leave her there because she is everywhere. 
Um, I did grab like a bag of her. Sure, sure. You've got a but uh, part of her. Couldn't get the whole. Yeah, a bag of Ave was her second album. <laughs> that that was her second album. That's right. Pieces of Ave and her <laughs> sophomore album was a bag of Ave. <laughs> bag of Ave was a sleeper hit. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a, it was not well received at first, but in hindsight, it has been posthumously. Uh, it yeah. sold really well. It's yeah, it's for formula. Is, uh, you know? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all, they just want they just wanted pieces of Ave all over again, but she yeah. said no. Yeah, I'm a more no. interesting artist than that. I'm gonna take these I already pieces did and gather them up in a bag, <laughs> and then it's all harmonica. Uh, <laughs> no, that was what people didn't like. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think I think Pitchfork said too much harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> and you know when Pitchfork says too much harmonica? Yeah, that's five point three. <laughs> I wish Sydney was here. This is a <laughs> she, she'd love all the cover you know what? Sydney would have loved a bag this. of harmonicas. Sydney would have <laughs> loved this. She'll listen to us. <laughs> no, she will. You get back to the boat, and uh, it it you know it didn't take you too long. You're, the boat's only sixty feet away, but getting the body onto the boat uh, takes some time. And then you're there's just a lot of commotion and hubbub, and so it's taking you a little time. And as it's taking you time, it's getting darker and darker. Um, and as you're ready to shove off, uh, dusk is approaching. And you see, just like, what was this whole scene uh, now turn into a gathering as maybe a hundred or so people are gathered on shore. And Skywin gives the command, and you start, uh, you lift anchor, and you start going down, and you just watch them all, like, start to remove their clothes and reach down into the sand and the mud and start coating their bodies in this. And if you look really closely, it looks like Nyrell takes one of his wives and, like, walks her out to the water. And maybe at a certain point he has to, like, uh, use two hands to walk her out into the water. And he's yelling something. You see him doing all this flourishes with his hands and all the people are just naked and covered in mud and sand. And then he says something, and he just, like, buries her head in the water. And you just see her body just kicking and kicking and kicking as the uh, sullen starling gets farther and farther away, kicking and kicking and kicking, and then stop. Wait. These people are evil. <laughs> we should return and murder them. I'm with you, my leash. Yeah, Aldo is just, he is watching this. He's, his hands are gripping the rail, and he's furious at these people. Like, he can't, yeah. He wishes he could throw, uh, like, Johnny Unitas. Like, he wishes he could throw bombs, like, far enough. To, like, <laughs> the scent of their corruption makes me vomit. And then he actually makes himself vomit a little bit. Little <laughs> <laughs> chunk comes out. What say you, rat friend? Let us go back and end their religion. No one's going back. Skywin just interrupts. She says, it's too late. We're not going back there. Number one, we're outnumbered. Number two, we're already down one of our protectors. Two of our protectors, as Ave Maria had proved capable in that battle with those Hanspa freaks. We're moving on. 
ah, 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 and uh, uh, Xantar just knocks a bunch of stuff off a table and then climbs on top of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Pick that top! <laughs> and you just turn a bend in the, the wide part of the cell and that whole scene just goes outside. We black out from there. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I think that was day 49 of your journey. Wow. So you've been traveling, yeah, on the cell for 49 days. Oh, I thought you meant day 49 since we woke up in the asylum. <laughs> 49 no, no. days just on the boat. Just on the just boat. Just on the boat, yeah. You I might spent... have over-role-played his mistrust and hatred of the captain, who he probably has grown <laughs> to know quite well over, <laughs> over 49 days. But it's days. a madness. Oh, but he's delusional. Yeah. yeah. He's got a no, lot of paranoia. That's true. Um, and that's only going to get better with time. Um Obviously, Sir Julie's melancholia has been cured. Thanks, Troy. Bayard. Bayard. Skywin has been uh, telling you, uh, you know, day 50 or so. Actually, I would imagine the next day she, if you tried to even talk to her, she doesn't want to talk to you. Um, she gives you all the cold shoulder. And there's just a, 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 a great sadness. It's almost as if, as if the melancholia has affected the crew a great sadness at the loss of uh, Sir Julie. Uh, Rebin and Gossa, who Sir Julie was having frequent three-ways with, uh, are just beside just, themselves. Just the one, but it was legendary. Well, it kicked off a, a string of three-ways on the boat. Um, you've reunited <laughs> their passion for um, that kind of sex. And so <laughs> they... Uh, <laughs> uh, that kind of sex. That kind of sex. For what I say, for I Are you role playing Xantar? Ave Maria's third album, That Kind of Sex. Heralded as a return to form. Return to form. Dish the harmonica. She lost the harmonica, but found her soul. That kind of sex. That's the pitchfork. She. So, yeah, they're very upset, and they are almost inconsolable. Uh, they really uh, found a, a strong connection to you quickly. Um, and, you know, we've, we've sped through these days. You guys have formed relationships with everyone on there. Even Ave Marie had been on there for a week and a half and made some friends. And uh, so everyone's just sad. Um, and there's still, like, uh, 50 people on the fucking boat because of all of the thralls you took from that faith barge and then her crew as well. 
And uh, maybe on day 51, she's like, so tomorrow, she gathers everybody, tomorrow uh, we're making our next stop uh, in a sleepy little town called uh, Debril in the nation of Galt. Now, like most of the nation, the uh, hundred or so people that live in Debril work as gardeners or performers rather than anglers or river traders, as, as Galt is known for its vast fields of roses and exotic perfumes. So even though it's a port town, it's a very, it's a very different way of life. Now, I don't know what you know of Galt, um, although the nation itself is struggling through political strife, the, the politics of the Revolutionary Council are far, far from the shores of Debril, so we should be fine. I actually have some friends in town, and so, uh... You said this about the last place and everybody died! (laughs) No, I I said I just needed to get supplies! You were downstairs! I was scouting! I was... I was scouting the shores. I was down in the the below deck. (laughs) Anyhow, I... I do have friends in Debril, and, um... I'm going to take Dinky, Spinny, and Porkchop with me into town um, we'll meet up with my friends I sent them uh, a letter from two stops ago they know I'm coming um, and they've arranged hopefully they always do arrange some good prices on uh, everything we'll need for the next large leg of our journey uh, Riverton has helped um, sort of stem the tide as it were but uh, I'll need what we're going to get in Debril um so you may also going... you may also while you are there attempt to recruit more help. And he's like looks at Aldo in particular. We are down a great deal of strength and power on this boat. Perhaps take safe. a few of these rowers and leave them off in town. Let them find their way if you don't have room on the boat. But we need a sword, and we need it quickly. Half of um, your council is sound. By the way, when you do look at Aldo, he's like he's holding Werner Hedgehog in his hands, and uh, Werner is like this little saliva mixture is like coming out of his mouth and he's and he's sort of licking it onto all those wounds like healing him a little bit he's like oh there you go and he hears the name what Aldo would you be willing to part with some of the gold that we found to perhaps I don't know give the captain some means of coaxing someone to come with us no, yeah, absolutely. I don't. I mean, yeah, no, Werner agrees. We should get all. It doesn't matter. Gold doesn't matter if you're dead. So, get some help. He's just thinking, like, Parvim's thinking, like, her judge of character is terrible. Because uh, he, if it wasn't clear before, his delusion is that he doesn't trust Ave Maria. And so he's just kind of like, but, I mean, something is better than nothing. And he'll try to size up himself, whoever comes on. Um, but he, if he can't get off the ship, then, you know, we just trying to find somebody. Also, I, metagaming, would like to hear Matthew speak on occasion. I would, too. It would be nice for him to be able to Hate to metagame. Tonight. 
But I'm I'd fine. like Matthew to talk. I'm uh, I'm good. <laughs> Matthew's <laughs> Matthew uh, is not introducing a new character until the New York show on the 22nd of right. October. Oh, so he's just um, here for like for beer and cookies, moral support, beer and cookies. Um, <laughs> and he had that great scene, uh, you know, 20 minutes ago. Um, that was a great scene. Hey, that was. By yeah. the way, retroactive Bravo uh, bottle cap on the scene. Bottle cap. Thank you. Um. She says, uh, yes, half of your council is sound. I will uh, I will ask around. We That is a good point. We need more help. I'll see what I can do. Uh, as for dropping off some of these people we've taken aboard, they're not cargo. They are free men and women. If they choose to leave in Debril, they're welcome to. If they'd rather wait for other shores, then that's up to them. So know this, the Edgelord and friends. <laughs> Should you choose to leave at Debril, your life is your own. It is a fine country as long as you stay stay away yes, from Yes, the captain everything. has many friends there. She says it is a safe place, a place away from this horrible river where you could start again, start a new life. And he's just like could trying I, to convince people to get off the could boat. Could I intimidate right. them into leaving the boat? Could I coerce? <laughs> sure. Too many mouths. Taking food. <laughs> <laughs> Too many useless bodies filling the boat. <laughs> Survival becomes harder. That makes me angry. I don't like to be hungry. It makes me unpredictable. <laughs> Perhaps some might find a new life in whatever Indeed. crazy country this is. <laughs> Indeed, listen to him. He's, he's good luck with rat god people. He's raving mad. No, we are past the rat god people, and I feel that if you spend too much time on this boat with this one, and he's pointing to Xantar, he'll eventually snap. He'll lose yeah. it. Yeah. No, don't risk it. Look at him. Look at him. He's on the Besides, edge. Galt is a golden land of opportunity since the, and he knows like what's up in Galt. Like Galt is basically yeah. like. Robespierre's post-revolutionary France. It's like it's it's like the bad part of like post-revolutionary. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you can like. But the whole thing. Tell me if I'm wrong, Skid. I, I might be an idiot. But the whole thing is you can convince people that like the people are rising up here. Like the people have the power right. here. There right. is yeah. no king for you to worry about or to you know. It's yeah. pure like, anarchy. It's all yeah. anarchy. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah, the people. But you can and also by that. the way. By the way, although like he is literally making this connection to revolutionary France being from Earth. So he's like, he, he knows, he has a very pretty clear picture of like what, what's going on here. Yeah, which to so, Aldo was what, like a hundred years ago? Like not that yeah, long ago, right? That was like, less, know, less than a hundred years less ago. Less than a hundred so, years ago. Yeah. Um, now listen here, and she realizes like people are getting fired up. There's too many people on this boat. A couple of people have, are delusional and uh, you know, this is adding to the overall uh, unease about the boat. And she's like, there's one captain here. Maybe I'll ask the four, the three of you to get off the boat at Debril. And you can find your own way to Casimir. Shape up. Or ship out. She just storms out, pushing past. She knocks Wedgie One into the water. I simply wanted to give them a choice. He says, They're all just looking at you. Failingly yeah. as she walks away. <laughs> she's gone. O.J. Simpson's giving you a look like. 
Oh, here, OJ? You'd rather be here. I don't know yet. Speak up, OJ. I don't know how I feel. But if I did know, I'd write a book about it. (laughs) If I knew it. If it would be called If I Knew It. If I Knew. Um, so yeah, Galt is a, uh, a nation just, right now it's ruled by anarchy. Basically when Galt tried to annex itself from Cheliax, it led to a war known as the Red Revolution. And so they succeeded in becoming free, but the new nation was left in complete disarray. And then a year later, the closest thing they had to a leader, I might be paraphrasing this, was assassinated. And that just further fueled the fires of anarchy. Um, and it's a beautiful nation, but it's just kind of like, uh, it's just ruled now very loosely by this revolutionary council, but they have a right, tenuous but, hold at best, keeping it all together. Right, but don't they like obsessively sort of like summarily execute anyone <laughs> that is kind of like trying to push against their bare, their like small hold on power. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, like a crime family briefly being in charge and just like killing anyone that's a threat. Like it's really, yes. I would say Atticus probably knows of these like inquisitors, uh, that, uh, are there, uh, judge, jury and executioners. Um, so on day 52, mile 610. Oh wait. So we stopped there and already left. No, no. That was day 51. She was, she was telling you, here's what we're doing tomorrow. Got now it, got on it, day 52, got we uh, arrive. You arrive. And I should let you know, assuming you are continuing to research during these sojourns about the next item you need to go seek in the Dreamlands, um, by now you've, uh, you've read up on the next item, which is a uh, green stone idol. Right? Does it say on roll 20 a uh, did I write it there the list is a greenstone idol of a water lizard so you know the past couple days you uh, were reading and you realize now that the information that Lowell's found on this are in three different books one called the festival of the snake one called the forgotten servants and one called the illusion of the weeping ones so you've started to really dig into those tomes, Aldo and Atticus. Uh, the most, uh, you know, you're spending the most time with these books with your knowledge of the occult. Yeah, um, I, I, to me, I imagine it as him being so distracted in the day-to-day operations of the boat and, like, interactions with everyone and his obsession to, like, find Lowell's but, but survive, right? Now this has added a layer of trauma on it that, like, he doesn't even feel like he could survive getting there. But all of that paranoia and delusion in my mind is non-existent once he opens these books like the focus is so singular and the hold it has on him these occult readings are so all-consuming that he isn't distracted and he isn't thinking about the practical concerns about actually executing this stuff he's just like absorbed into it and it's like a weird escape yeah exactly and it's pleasurable it is it's like pleasurable in a way because um, yeah, he's just he he's loving this occult lore as he gets deeper into it. And you know, there's been a lot going on. Obviously, you've lost some people, and it's distracted both of you from your studies. But what you've found so far 
is that this water lizard that's being referenced is no mere animal. Uh, it is apparently a representation of Bokrug, one of the unimaginably powerful great old ones. <laughs> wait, wait, what is this? The wa- you're looking for an idol of a water lizard. So okay. you're reading these books trying to gain And that's what the, the idol is thing. of? The idol is of a great old one. A great old. Okay, that sounds safe. (laughs) (laughs) So. No, but Aldo, fear not. This is the dreamlands. Yeah, we have more control. We're learning how to move within it. Learning how to manipulate its weaknesses. We can do this. We can do it. And he's like, a little on edge. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, right. Good on you. <laughs> yeah, this is very nervous, like, talking to... <laughs> just hang a long piece of, right now. Hang a piece of meat in front of Xantar and throw it down the stairs. And <laughs> go in and we'll have him there. Yeah, he's like that, isn't he? <laughs> uh, great. I do not desire your meat. Oh, yes, I heard oh, everything you said. I'm, I was so, back behind the door. So sorry, I didn't see you there. <laughs> You oh, should looking stop going into the dreamlands, today. rat. Every time <laughs> oh. you go, it takes another piece of you. Look what it did to me, trapped there for many years. And I can see it happening to you. You're leaving pieces of yourself behind. The dreamlands exacts a greater toll than living in this world. Zanta, I have... Pain. And then he goes and finds some meat to eat. <laughs> <laughs> You pull into Debrel. Sailors jump off. Dinky. Pork chop. Even Spinny. Tie the boat off. And uh, Skywind says, the four, the three of you, you're staying with the others. I'm just taking the three of them into town to meet my friends. You must stay here and uh, watch over the boat. Uh, although Debrel is generally peaceful, it's it's unwise to leave any ship unguarded anywhere in Galt, and uh, safety in numbers, although only three of you are truly able-bodied enough to protect the vessel. Just a show of strength will look good, but I'm not expecting any trouble. We'll be back. Spitty, Dinky, Walk chop, put that down. <laughs> he puts it down, and they leave. So you're just sitting on this dock, and it's a big dock. It's not like Riverton, like one boat. There's like seven or eight boats. Uh, it's a pretty bustling little town, um, and it is beautiful. Uh, as described, there are just like every house has a garden attached to it. Um, beautiful trees. Uh, it's just it's got a very pleasant feel, which kind of goes uh, antithetical to everything that you may have heard about Galt. Um, but this far away from the action. You know, it makes sense that this might be the last vestiges of, uh, you know, paradise. The paradise that it could be. Uh, there's a, a lot of, you know, fisher folk. Uh, you know, there's a few anglers and fisher folk, but there are also people like selling perfumes uh, on the dock as well. Um, uh, maybe a couple of sex workers, but it's 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 actually pretty nice. Um, <laughs> is it as ominous ladies. as this music is making it? <laughs> Yeah, I should uh, no, just no, change the music. Uh, maybe some because uh, I'm like everybody. You're like a couple sex workers music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure, like, make sure it sounds French. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, Make that would be French awesome. Possible. Do you have any French <laughs> sex worker music? <laughs> I wish um, I did. Zuby, 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 Something from like Biolafu, uh, Perolafu. Uh, all right. So as you're, stand, as you're standing there, uh, you know, watching, there's people coming in and out, and a lot of people are looking at your boat because you just have a lot going on there with all these people that you took on. And uh, a, like a, a hunchbacked older man comes up uh, approaching the boat. And he just kind of like knocks on the side of it. Uh, I imagine. Who there? You guys. Who there? Keep uh, your hands off. I don't, I don't mean any trouble, good sirs. Um, you're, you're, don't mind me saying so. Your boat looks uh, looks very nice, uh, but uh, you got a lot of people on there. And uh, I have to admit, it looks fairly undefended. Oh, you think so? Well, uh, far be it from me to judge, but a boat that sturdy and beautiful with a crew that large should have more able-bodied warriors fighting for it. Oh, and do I not look like a warrior to you? He sort of steps out, like, exposing himself a is that the way it's I mean it? himself to the uh, uh, oh, I'll talk to the next boat. No. Uh, that was horrible. Just, Where's that did. music coming from? God damn it. Neotar uh, steps out. He is also completely naked. A new it looks undefended now, fool. <laughs> or do we look ready to... <laughs> I can't. Look, look out. at us. What do we look like? Atticus steps up and exposes himself <laughs> verbatim. I know. I'm just trying to say. He pro- it was probably like barely a voice, maybe a small head popping over, that, but he's going to come out and show how weak and small he looks. But he doesn't care. He's like projecting this air. God damn it, Bro, Matt. Atticus. God damn it. Just dig a hole. Good for you, hole. little guy. <laughs> yeah, I have to say. You look like more of a performer than a warrior. No offense, but uh, I oh, just see I? one strong fella there, but the rest of you, just surprised about that large doesn't have a, a worthy group of mercenaries protecting it. And then uh, he just hears, a worthy group of mercenaries protecting it, <laughs> like from right behind him. And Atticus is, is just staring at him. Yeah. You're all right there, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just fine, thank you. Please, if you are uh, so convinced of the lack of defensibility of this boat, give it your all. I oh, relish no. in it. No, oh, no, no, no. no. Uh, perhaps this uh, strange man uh, doesn't uh, doesn't mean as doesn't mean us ill. Uh, uh, please continue. Are you such a man that could procure us some of these uh, mercenaries of which you speak? Well, I can procure them because my fighting days are over, as it were, and, and that's the reason I came over. I spend oh. a lot of time. Yeah, M- yeah more of an up. agent, are you? Your sneaky words sounded like threats. Yes. Did you say I look Asian? <laughs> What? What? No, I said what? more of an agent. <laughs> more, agent. Of a, more of a broker. Oh, yeah. What is I Asian? What is agent? that? And I was like, what does that have to... It's a weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> Me wife's Asian. 
<laughs> but anyway, an agent, sure. I, I just a broker. Um, uh, a broker, yeah. My, my fighting days are long over, but there's a fellow over here. I know he's looking for work. I spend a lot of time here on these docks, uh, you know, uh, just fucking around and whatnot. And I, I, I became friendly with this fella, and uh, he just he just sits there all day whittling. But rumor has it he's a great fighter, uh, even though he passes his time just. Yeah, you know, working with sticks and knives. Um, I, I could bring him over. Or maybe uh, if you're allowed to get off your boat, you can go talk to him yourself. Aye, let us go and speak with this man forthwith. Oh, I, come with me. And uh, who's another idiot that's on the boat right now? Um, uh, these dimples. Pancakes? <laughs> Pancakes. No, pancakes are one of the thralls. All right, we'll say Wet Knees comes over and it's like, hey, Skyward Sam. Is this the first time Wet Knees is speaking? We haven't talked to Wet Knees. Hey, hey, guys, wait. What? Uh, Skywind said you're supposed to stay on the boat and protect it. You can't be leaving. Oh, indeed. You are correct. Yes, of course. Aldo, please, we are here and we are in control. Have him bring this so-called warrior to us. And we, no, we yeah, that's a good point. I was here. sort of looking forward to seeing the new setting, but uh, no, pr- yes, produce this uh, erstwhile warrior forthwith, uh, strange right. broker. No problem, I-, I can try and convince him. And uh, he walks away, hunchbacked, and he comes back uh, with a, well, what does this man look like, Matthew? Uh, he is tall. Uh, over six feet, well built. He looks pretty strong, uh, but he uh, he's wearing thick glasses and is Ooh. carrying no weapons or armor whatsoever. <laughs> this is the man right here. Uh, I told you, great warrior. And can what are you bringing us? No. It's just a big nerd. He looks like just a big nerd. Yes. Where I is heard his beard? Great. Where are his tattoos? Yeah. <laughs> if he is I, a great uh, warrior, where is his weapon? All I see is a whittling knife. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi. Uh, uh, nice to meet you. Uh, I can whittle. Uh, it's my passion, actually. Uh, yeah, so uh, he pulls out a little bit, like a little little like dollhouse chair. He puts it on the, <laughs> on the gunnel of the oh. boat. <laughs> oh. I, uh, that one I'm, I'm particularly proud of. Uh, like, like I, it took me a little while to get the detailing and like, and little like the cross stitching and the uh, I guess so. There's that one, and uh, uh, and he pulls out well, another. Uh, <laughs> pulls out, he pulls out a, a chest of drawers, uh, a little tiny chest of drawers, and he's like, "Those drawers actually work. You can pull them out and store things inside." I mean, I don't know what you'd store in them, but uh, you can use it. Uh, uh, good yeah. sir, nerd. Uh, as oppressive as all this is, I don't think your skill set is suited to our needs. So. Uh, uh, leave your resume, and uh, we'll be in touch next time we're in this horrible part of the world. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, what, what kind of, what kind of needs do you have? Well, we recently lost a friend who was quite good at uh, killing our enemies, uh, to put it bluntly. Yes, we need oh, so the services the... of a warrior, of a fighter. Oh, so there's going to be violence involved. Oh, great deal! Of violence, oh, a great yes. deal, and uh, almost daily, I believe. Right, yeah, Aldo? basically. Yeah, we've had a few breaks, but right. m- m- yeah, but it's on average. In some cases, one 
multiple Twice times a day. day. Yeah. Multiple Even times. More. Even more. Even more. Yeah. And do this violence usually end in killing? Uh, oh yes. yeah. Uh, yeah. Invariably. Yes, we don't take. Uh. Um, we don't, as they say, take prisoners. No. No. We can't, we don't have the room for one thing. This boat's full. <laughs> Sometimes Thomas. we eat their bodies. Yeah, so he I eats do. them. He right. I mean, <laughs> okay, that's a little weird. But um, I'm just assuming that uh, the uh, you don't want the, you no questions asked about all the all the corpses that uh, sound like they pile up. Is no, 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 no. Oh. More corpses, the better. As far as yeah. we're concerned, is that right, Halder? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, we just, we, we don't, we, I mean, we produce them at just an incredible rate, so it would be easy to lose track. Uh, Are any of you wanted for murder? I think, I feel like I should just ask that ooh. right off the bat. And Atticus, like, not flashes, society Atticus flashes to him just, like, beating a dude to death and, like, that revenant coming and, like, coming for us and uh, for his murder. And, it's being, and he's just like... <laughs> of course not. No. 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 Not murderers. No. We're simply. It's simply self-defense. There is a great deal yeah. of criminal element in these parts, and we need to protect these these poor people. In fact, Elder, we could, if uh, you, sir, uh, are so willing. Uh, what is your name, by the way? The name's Ethel Merman. <laughs> Good. Get out of my sight, you bastard! <laughs> Don't. <laughs> This is not your name. It is shameful. <laughs> no, Why is no, it shameful? That's his name. That's his name. Some of, us spend, to me. some of us spend several hours trying to put together a serious broadcast, a game that is meant to be taken seriously by people. And you, I don't understand why you think why you're being insulting. Sell little doll chairs and make jokes. I do not understand this new character. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel, it's my father's name. He whittles in wood and calls himself Ethel. <laughs> it's Ethel with a little accent mark over the E and a Y. Is it? And then Merman, right. the E in Merman has a little has a little uh, uh, you... a circumflex above it. It's it's a oh, family man. thing. Are you Merman. descended from Merman? Well, I, I suppose it wouldn't be an unreasonable thing for a person to a family name to be after a an established fantastical creature that lives and swims under the seas of, of this world. Oh, no, there, there's two ends in Merman. It's very... Oh, it's so whole then I don't way. understand it all. What, what is the point? <laughs> I gave you an out. Why are you not taking it? I, I, can't, I can't lie about my family history. I'm a, I'm a family man, you see, and I... Uh, well, uh, well, let's just say I, I think I could provide some of the services you need. Of course, the violence, uh, that costs a little extra. Uh, but... Uh, well, look, I mean... You, you, the, what are you offering? I, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but we have to know that you're, you're, like, you're good at dealing out violence and not, you know, protecting us from saying... Oh, I can vouch for him. He's good. I, there was this one guy who came out of a bar and... Uh, well, I don't want to tell stories, but he, he's good. He's, he's the best of them. Oh, is he? I mean, well, you know what? I prefer to make these judgments myself by mine own eyes. So how about we have Ethel Merman here uh, fight... O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> and O.J. like was reading the paper. <laughs> Why don't we have Ethel Merman fight O.J. Simpson? I never thought the story would come to this, but here we are. <laughs> no, we need a truce challenge. Have him fight O.J. and wet knees. Yes, <laughs> O.J. and pancakes. 
Uh, see if he can take them all on. Everyone on the boat, come off the boat. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I suppose I can throw this one to you for free. Um, you want them dead? Is that the you want me to kill them? Uh, no, Is no, of course not. Of, of course not. And he winks at you. No, we want them alive. But I do. Uh, I do wonder what. Do you need a weapon, sir? I don't worry about it. Oh. Uh, OJ! OJ's like, what's going on, man? I was just just doing the crossword. Um, Do you believe that you could uh, test this one's metal? Uh, He's wearing glasses and carves little dull tables. I don't think it will be too much uh, trouble. But if you fight him, I will personally give you a, a gold piece. O.J. Simpson looks over the side of the boat at this unarmored guy with little doll. <laughs> yeah, furniture. exactly. Yeah, he pulls, like, out, he pulls out a little four-poster bed with a canopy. He doesn't want to break it in the scuffle. But he wants right. to he's just so setting it one. gingerly aside before the... And uh, the juice is like, what do I get if I beat him? Oh, I'll pay you a gold piece to fight him, and I'll double it if you win. I, I'm sorry. Is there is is there are there is there a currency being exchanged on this test? Hey, and- quiet down, Nancy. You're trying to prove your worth. <laughs> oh no! Oh, You're trying no. to prove your worth, and I'm gonna knock your head off. <laughs> and he starts climbing down. Yes! Oh my God! <laughs> Ethel Merman v. O.J. Simpson. Like, <laughs> oh my God! O.J. Simpson, <laughs> I choose your fighter. I finally get to say I'm on O.J. Simpson's side. <laughs> yeah, maybe Pancake and uh, whoever the remaining crew are starting to like take bids, like, and they're all betting heavy on O.J. Simpson. I uh, just wanted to clarify. Guys, so he's gonna get him. I just want to clarify, Doc. It's S I M P S Y N, right? For everybody, it's just Not, so you know. I mean, right? Yeah. No similarities. And the juice no. is J O O S E. Right. It happens to be his nickname. <laughs> Similar sounding nickname. The Juice Simpson. Right. Well, how did he get a nickname J O O S E? Because OJ is juice, but he wanted to spell it cool. Okay, so you just wanted to be oh, different. Okay, the juice. Right. Yeah. Okay. And he's he's like. Let's go. The juice is loose. <laughs> and tell me what you do to this guy. <laughs> all right, all right. I let you. I let you have one for free. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't, I'm. I'm a family man. I don't want to just you just go straight to kill it. OJ looks back at everybody in the boat. Watch this. And he's like, <laughs> "Nice doll chair." Wow! <laughs> <in> the face. <laughs> Oh my and God. then Ethel turns back and seemingly out of nowhere draws a war hammer in one hand and a hatchet in the other. Oh my God. Well, I thought we were just using hands and fists. What? No one told me those rules. And then he just, he just says a slash slash. Oh, and oh. Uh, yeah, he uh, just devastates O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Jason just turns into three pieces on the deck. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, he shock, doesn't shock. kill him. He, oh. hits, just, hits, just hits him really hard. He hits really to hard. bleed out, and then... Yeah. <laughs> he breaks his ribs, slices wait, him wait. across All right, so stomach. he just crumbles in uh, one round. 
you, oh my. You, you want me to provide medical attention? That's actually a service I can provide as well. Uh, I can't also, feel my feet. Yes, indeed. We'll, t- <laughs> we'll cost uh, you a little extra. I by can't feel my legs. <laughs> and uh, Ethel. <laughs> I'm picturing, sorry, Skip. I'm picturing uh, <laughs> Ripley in the loader <laughs> and, uh, uh, and the uh, sergeant just being like, Oh yeah, and he's like, "Can I heal him up?" He's like, "Pay twelve, please, Pay twelve, please, <laughs> and by all means, please heal, heal him up." Yes. So then Ethel uh, sheaths his warhammer and his hatchet, and they just seemingly disappear. <laughs> and then he and, and they he goes, do, they the, vanish like right before the eye. Oh, Atticus, is wow, love this dude. <laughs> and he just kneels down uh, over OJ Simpson, and uh, you see under all of a sudden his hands are. Uh, his white, like spotless white gloves on, and he just reaches down and he touches OJ, the the, the, the caved-in breastbone where he hit him with the warhammer, and he touches him and heals him for uh, fourteen points of damage. Oh, wow! I can feel my toes. The I irony can feel my of toes. OJ Simpson getting his life saved by a gloved man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. Well, uh, Mr. Merman, I do What is believe... this wicked sorcery you practice? Yes, I am I'm f- curious myself. I provide several services, uh, but uh, now that the demonstration portion of the negotiation is concluded, uh, would you like to make me an offer? I don't come for free. I don't work for free. A plus 10% finder's fee, as it were. Well, we can pay you... A reasonable amount of gold now uh, yeah we've we've got some cash up front as a si- sort of a signing bonus and then um what what do you say to a uh, fifth share of uh, all treasure which should be ample uh, hold on I a can't moment do it. just let me clarify something the engagement in which we find ourselves and he looks to aldo and he also looks to Xantar, who came from the Dragons. The engagement we find ourselves in is rather personal and is not a treasure hunt. What we seek is far away and will take you far from these shores. For that, I am willing to compensate you for more than just the paltry sum some mercenary may receive. You should receive even shares across the board with all of us. I personally am looking more for knowledge on this quest than treasure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're not super interested. We're not here to enrich ourselves. Although we have come across a certain amount of material wealth during over the course of this. So, I mean... If that's what you're interested in, I mean, I'm I'm certain. And he, and he's a matter of fact. And uh, thanks to the curvator, like, he pulls out the Lang Ruby. It's like, see, just a sample, massive fist-sized ruby. An even share, so twenty-five percent of whatever you find is what you're offering. I believe so. I I, I can't. This is assuming a a, a full complement. Uh, ultimately, but yeah. Yes. At An even worst. share plus a signing bonus, and I want a four in case we don't find that much. 
We Plus can haggle 10%. over it. Uh, agreed. You will have no problem finding your flaw. Uh, Mr. Merman. And he's like looking quizzically at the doll chair. It's really bothering him. <laughs> it's like Lester in the wire. <laughs> Look, I hate to be... I don't like being too hasty with an offer. But what you did to OJ there was rather inspiring. <laughs> but I do wonder, if I may ask, why is it that you find yourself on this dock, whittling away, when you could be off doing much greater thing? Well, it is my dream to open up a, a store in which I can sell the wares I make in my whittling, but sadly, I just don't have the startup capital. And I've been working my way. I, I, uh, pr- I, uh, I took a job that took me far from home, and I was okay. It was, that was the deal. Uh, they're back with my kids are back with my ex while I go earn some money to send back. And then, you know, divorce, uh, it's not cheap. And uh, I need to make a little uh, little injection uh, startup. I need to make some money that I can open my shop and open it up in the town where my kids live. And uh, yeah, listen, I don't oh. come for money. I uh, and I, I ha- I've had to do some things in my past. Uh, they were uh, they didn't pay as well as I thought they might, and you know, a couple bad investments along the way. Let's just say I just need the money. All right. No, fair, fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You will have no problem finding it with us, I assure you of that. The only question is, how long will you stay on? I feel like you will make your sum rather quickly. But I hope. I hope that you can see us through to the end. To Casimir, have you ever been? I haven't. And, uh... I hear they actually have a good market for dollhouse furniture in Casimir, so I'm happy to go. Oh, Best. Man. World renowned. Yep. <laughs> we what live is here in we live here in two days' time. Which I just made up. Is that right? How long <laughs> <Yeah>. are we staying? <laughs> we leave when she comes back. <laughs> so we leave that day. Like she's just going for a matter of hours. Okay. Yeah. What did uh Xantar say? I said, What is a divorce? <laughs> oh <laughs> you see. <laughs> uh, your grace. Well, I don't a- know your society's ways. <laughs> Well, when two people love each other very much, sometimes they end up getting married, but then sometimes things, uh, they don't work out. And you need to do a legal separation, uh, and that's the, uh, and sometimes you just try to fleece each other for all you're worth. Uh, at least that's what, uh, my ex and I did. Uh, not proud of it. I think she's kind of proud of it, actually. Uh, yeah. Well, where, where is she? Oh, she's down in the River Kingdoms. Oh. And she has my kids and half my stuff. Oh, I see. I see. You tried to fleece each other? You tried to skin her with a knife? Yes, you gotta be... Sorry, by the way, you gotta be very careful with idioms. Yeah, he's very little. uh, Very, very little man. This is a Uh, savage um, attack you perpetrated against your woman. No, uh, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me be a little more literal. <laughs> we tried to nickel and dime each other the whole time. What's a nickel and a dime? It's See, he's not going to get that following. Still, do, still don't get it. Yeah, we tried to drain each other dry, mm, like a vampire. Still, 
sort of getting yeah, angrier, yeah. getting yeah. getting angrier. <laughs> You're not helping. Uh, Are you a necromancer of some kind? We How sat did your there in a legal from... proceeding with lawyers, <laughs> talking over every bit of our assets until eventually we agreed to split them in a way that was mutually disadvantageous to both of us. I think I get it now. How did your <laughs> weapons appear from nowhere? Ah, trade secrets, my friend. Trade secrets. Xantar kind of tries to do it with his great club. He kind of like tries to hide it behind him and then kind of like, like, and I just bring it out really quickly, but he drop. it's like a log. So he just kind of <laughs> drops it and makes a loud crashing sound. Keep at it, young fella. Eventually you'll get it. OJ, are, are, are you okay? <laughs> you no, know hard, no hard feelings, OJ Simpson. No, the juice is fine. <laughs> <laughs> the juice is fine. Juice needs to go. Lay down. Our ship will depart on this evening when our captain returns. Will you be ready to go in time? Can you get your affairs in order? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to see if I can uh, close this deal on some dollhouse furniture with, uh, with a guy I met. Uh, just, give me, just give me an hour, all right? Please. And, uh, uh, and Atticus slowly turns to Aldo as he walks away. just says, This character's hook is rather odd and says something about the player. Wouldn't you think? <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've got my doubts as much as anyone, but I, I, think, uh, <laughs> I think we should give it a shot. I mean, you know. The beggars uh, can't be choosers. I'm intrigued. Say, so. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. You know? Indeed, as am like, I. Uh, <clears throat> I've seen a great deal of illusionists do their work. Over and over again, night after night, and I've never seen someone produce from nothing a weapon that could re- ra- uh, wreak such. What's the word I'm looking for? That could wreak such havoc. Wreak, uh, yeah, wreak such havoc on wreaks havoc. Oh yeah, on an opponent. Xantar says, "You should not trust this new man. You should be looking for more serious companions to take your quest seriously." <laughs> And then Xantar <laughs> turns and pees into a wagon. <laughs> no, it's uh, you actually oh you, you, you do oh raise uh, you do raise a valid point, Your Grace, uh, <laughs> because there, there is a concern that, that I have, which is this person is wants to be rewarded uh, by with money, with, with wealth, and. The things that we have encountered already and are likely to encounter are things of such unspeakable, unknowable horror. I have to wonder if he's going to want to stick around, if wealth is enough to keep him with us. Indeed, I have the same concern. But once he's on the boat, there's really nowhere for him to go. And you know that Skywin will get him in line rather quickly. Even if he is paid to be here... He can't just be left off in the wild. He'll need to stay with us for a certain length of time. And if he goes, he goes. We'll have to find someone else. Sure. Yeah, I suppose we'll just keep an eye on him and uh, we'll hope for the best. Hope for the best. uh, Yeah. Right. And you will always have me at your side week after week to help you. (laughs) 
Oh, of course. <laughs> I will remain steadfast. <laughs> Let us never be parted again, your grace. <laughs> Unreliable. I am always to be relied upon. <laughs> so, so Ethel Merman goes off to try and sell uh, these wares, and her or his handler. Uh, thank you. He leaves too. And uh, about an hour after Skywin and the others depart, you're standing there, probably bored. Um, but uh, another boat slides into the docks uh, at Debril. And boats have been coming and going. Um, but this one seems to draw some attention. It's much smaller than the Sullen Starling. Um, uh, only has what looks like three passengers, as far as you can see. Um, but you notice immediately as it docks that the people roaming around the docks like start giving space to the boat. And most of them are actually leaving the area. Um, you see them kind of like walking quickly or looking the other way and moving. So two things happen. You see two rather large men step off the boat and they start working quickly to tie off the boat to, to dock it and just working on the boat. And then um, a door of the very, very small cabin opens and a figure comes out, muscular looking, like thickly built with a um, short neck and they're clad completely in gray from head to toe. In fact, as they turn in your direction, you see that covering their face is just like a gray uh, hood with a face embroidered on it, like a stern-looking face embroidered on it and just eye holes. So you can't see this hooded, masked figure at all, but it's very odd that there's a face embroidered on the, um, the sheet in front of their face. They kind of look like a a gray storm shadow from G.I. Joe oh, with cool. this very weird mask. Um, Ethel Merman is back now, by the way. Ethel Merman comes back, and maybe you notice people are kind of walking in the opposite direction from you. Um, and you climb up onto the boat, and you notice everyone's kind of looking in this direction of this person. And they start to, like move their hands around in uh, like they're doing some sort of spell and you can't hear them from where they are in the dock but they're just like you can, and you can't see lips moving maybe you see the, the mask moving ever so slightly the sheet but there is this very deliberate um, somatic movement happening could I could I use a reaction to identify spell? Like if they yes. ask something? Yes, you can. Um, Is it arcana? It would be arcana to recall knowledge um, because I don't think um, this spell is in your spell book. I could be wrong. Uh, well, it, it doesn't matter as much as it as much as the level of it matters. Like, do you know the spell? Is this flavor? Like, if it has mm-hmm. a level... Um, 
then there is a an kind of auto success for this if it's under a certain level, which m- my uh, shit is just loading and won't come through. All right, here. Um, uh, four. If it's level four or lower, I can automatically know what they're doing. Oh, okay. Um, then you know, you're looking at the hand movements, thinking back to your books that show, like, figures, kind of like an old martial arts manual, shows you all the different poses you need to do. It shows you the different poses for casting spells. Little and arrows. This, yeah, this, this <laughs> is, this figure is casting the spell Discern Lies. Oh, oh cool. A truth saya. And, and it's a wow. ten-minute process. Uh, Interesting. Casting wow. time is ten. So minutes. he'll share this with Aldo and Xantar and our. Well, Aldo, new... Aldo recognizes it too. I, I'm a master. Oh yeah, and you've got ten yeah, minutes to so. figure it out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's like it's ten minutes of a show that like we've seen before, right? Or we've read. Like, yeah. Or it's we, the same movie. You about. have to do it exactly the same every time. Yeah. Discern. He looks at Aldo. Discern lies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, tricky. Hmm. And who is can he? I can I square this with like my knowledge of uh, the of history to see if this is if this is uh, an official like something in this garb that is doing something? This is like an official thing. Absolutely. Or this... Give me a recall knowledge for uh, lore society. Or society. Yeah. Uh, uh, 31. This is a gray gardener. Gray they are the executioners for the Revolutionary Council. Oh, they are the... They're the exact figures that you, Joe, had brought up as you were there. Like, don't they have a force? Yeah, this is them. The gray gardeners. They are... So- we would say that's the revolutionary costume for today. Yes, that's the revolutionary <laughs> costume. I mean, they are known to be They're wearing powdered wigs and <laughs> large butt right. that, that was a reference to famed documentary Grey Gardens. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. We're, okay. A couple people. Did you see it on Broadway, that. Matthew? I did see it on Broadway. I also uh, seen one of the guys movie. from The Wire is in that was in that production. That's true. Brother Muzone. Um. But he's a great gardener, complete badass, and like the closest thing to like police or whatever you want to call it in this area, but much more uh, intense. And when this whole I mean, they're like the dis- SS, right? Like they're like these enforcers that are like mm-hmm. judge, jury, executioner. Like it's just it. so scary. And you you watch this whole display go down, and it ends. And then they straighten up and stiffen. And you just see their head just scanning the docks. And they stop on the cell and Starling. And just stare at this sight. You look a little out of place here. There's a lot of people roaming about the boat. and We look a little out of place everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I mean, it, this isn't exactly a cosmopolitan town, but there are all walks of life here. But there's something about what's going on in the cell in Starling. You've got these grieving uh, old people, uh, <laughs> grieving septuagenarians, and uh, just like all these like people with threadbare clothing. Um, 
it almost looks like, are, are you, wait, do you guys have slaves on your boat? It, it's just, it's a, a bit of a scene. And so this figure just stares and then uh, leans down towards the man, says something, and then just hops off the boat onto the dock and slowly walks toward you. And we'll see you next time. Oh, week. no, I knew it. I knew it. And uh, I, thank you so, so much for the week to prepare. Oh, my yeah. God. Is that terrifying. Wow. That is, a, that is an image. It's oh. absolutely terrifying. I love it, though. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of looking out and just being like, we cannot lie. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cannot seeing, lie. Like, and then, like, and then I would say, "Oh, this is the these are the truths that the the gray gardeners like is explaining who they are." Yeah, God, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, good it's luck not lying because the thing tabletop players do with their characters every time is lie, lie, lie. Sometimes for no reason, <laughs> just out of habit, just out of habit. Oh, uh, man. Thank you, everybody, for watching tonight. Thank you, Jared, for uh, hopping Thanks, in guys. as always. Thank you, uh, thank you Jared. Listen, and if yeah, you like sure. what you see, uh, tell everybody. Tell everybody how good this show is. And we'll be back live next week uh, with someone else replacing Sydney. She quit. She quit. All right. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> everybody. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.